You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and there's a fundraiser underway at the moment in order to bring fruition to a project, and the project is an upcoming short film called The Stepmom, and it's adapted uh, one-woman play that has been highly acclaimed, highly successful in the Fringe Festivals out in the Vancouver uh, area and also in Calgary. And The Stepmom is that it's um, the story is inspired by the writer's own experience living in Dublin for four years where her mother was born, and that is Kira Barnes. And Kira is the writer and the executive producer, and thanks a million for coming along. Uh, you're going to tell us all about your show, The Stepmom. And, and first of all, when it, when it was one-woman play, a, a short play, it was six characters, as I understand it, and the one woman moved in and out of the six characters. So a little bit of background to that. Yeah, so I wrote that play um, about two years after I moved back from Ireland, and I toured it intermittently between 2015 and 2017 to a total of about six festivals or so. Um, yeah, and it was it started off as a half-hour solo show. And then I got a lot of people um, approaching me to extend the play. So I kind of sat back down and I... And I rewrote it and I extended the story to an hour and, just, you know, really fleshed out a lot of the scenes and the details and the characters. And so for the majority of the time, I was touring this one hour play. And, yeah, I would switch in between the characters um, at the drop of a hat, just us- usually with physicality um, or my voice. And that was probably the most fun I've ever had performing. It's uh, it's really thrilling to switch between characters and especially when you're sharing a story that's really personal and I had a wonderful director Michael Stewart who was working with me um and really helped me get there um it was interesting because the hardest character to portray of them all was myself when I just had to be relaxed on stage talking directly to the audience so that was an interesting challenge so Tara I've been to the theater to see actors yeah um do persona gyrations where they move between characters and I always find it fascinating because within your head and your being while you're standing there on stage, in the normal environment you get into the character of one person and you live, breathe that and you have your lines and you're, you're focused on that. Whereas you're carrying the, your six people vying and fighting in a way for predominance as the play goes on. The, the mental gymnastics that are going on, how do you deal with something like that? Or how do you make sure that you don't trip over yourself? Well, I mean, I can't say that I never tripped over myself. Uh, but it's just, I, I mean, I, I do a lot of uh, meditation and relaxation exercises before the play to really get into the emotional zone and honor the tone of the play that I'm about to perform. Um, and then when I'm up there doing the characters, it's it's like I when I'm playing one character and I'm talking to another character who is not there, I can see them. And then I switch into that other character and I can see the character who I was just playing. So I'm. it's really a lot of visualization, I would say, that helps me throughout the play to really connect with an invisible person and right. just concentration is key yeah i would imagine the concentration would be really key in something like that because if you got thrown off mm-hmm. 
to get back on track would be a much bigger challenge than if you were just playing one person with five other characters there to support you. Yeah, and having another actor to maybe bail you out if you forget your line. Yes. Um, yeah, but it, I don't know. I, and I also have ADHD, so concentration is uh, something that's challenging for me. But I think it helps because I wrote the story. So okay. even though there were, you know, a few times over the two years that I did sort of stumble over a line or stumble over a, a part I was performing and not sure what comes next, I, you know, it feels like an hour that you're searching for your next line. In reality, it's probably five seconds and then it just comes to you or I can just improvise a line for a second and find my way back. Right. Um, because I know the story so intimately. So I know what the point of the scene is that I'm performing, even if the line flies away. Right. So yeah. when you said the, you know the story, it's a short film and the character Saoirse, a young Canadian woman who, grieving the recent death of her mother, moves to Ireland, falls in love and finds herself in the unexpected position of a stepmother. Tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so that, that's the gist of the play and the film. Um, and it, it, the film really follows this sort of burgeoning relationship that this girl has with the young girl, um, which is compounded by her antagonistic mother. Um, and the film, like the play, really focuses on sort of the dynamic between all three women. Um, yes, it's a, it's a love story at its heart with this Irish man that she falls in love with, but it's really about, um, this relationship with the young girl and kind of coming to terms with the girl's mother and her coming to terms with her um, and the conflict that really exists there and this little girl sort of caught in the middle of it all. Um, and it's, you know, this blended family that's trying to come together and make it work um, when this whole situation was kind of very unexpected. Um, when I moved to Ireland, I... I expected to be there for six months. I was going to work in a pub and then travel around Europe. And then, you know, life took a different turn. And it's kind of about adjusting to that and, and making the best of it. Um, and then the story finishes with her having to make this big decision, whether she's going to stay or she's going to go. So, yeah. So in this scenario, are you the stepmom? Um, so in this scenario, yeah, I'm – well – in reality, I was the stepmom. Yep. In and in the play, I played them all. In the film, I'm actually going to be playing the little girl's mother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And when it comes to the little girl, what age? Um, what time? Like what age was uh, the daughter at that time? When you your stepdaughter. At that time, she was um, well. She was four when I met her, and in the play or in the film, she's gonna she's a bit older. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how old the little girl is that we hired. She's probably around nine or so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And finding an actress, a young actress or a young mm -hmm. actor to play a role like this, mm -hmm. uh, that itself also, because in the, in the one woman show, you're able to revert too. But when you mm -hmm. bring it to the screen, you actually have to find characters. Yeah, that was such, I was so nervous about that casting process, um, not only for that role, because I'm here in Vancouver and we're hiring, you know, Canadian actors to be able to do an Irish accent. We do have two Irish actors that are on the team, but the rest of them are Canadian. And I was really 
trying to find an Irish child to fill that role, and we weren't able to, but we did find this incredible young Canadian actor, and she was able to nail the Dublin accent. So we are beyond thrilled to have her. She's a wonderful actor, great accent, um, and her mother is is just such a wonderful support to her and communicates with us all the time. And when we were doing our promotional video, her mom was there and very present. So it's just a a lovely situation that we've lucked into. We're so grateful. Given that your history on this is that you were in Ireland at the time you were in Dublin, um, how are you going to relay that aspect of the story? Are you uh, intending to bring the crew, the cast, over to Ireland and shoot in Dublin, or you're going to recreate Dublin in Vancouver? Yeah, so my initial plan before COVID was to, I was planning to go to Ireland, and I was going to work with a filmmaker there and just get some shots to sort of fill in. And that is actually still the plan. Um, I've got a friend in Dublin who is going to take some shots um, to fill in between the scenes to really set the the stage of Dublin. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's we're going to be filming in some outdoor locations. We found this gorgeous place by um, Stanley Park here in Vancouver, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's got this lovely bridge with these with a pond and some ducks, and it really reminds me of Stevens Green, um, and I think really embodies Dublin. Um, and then we've, we're going to be filming in my brother's house, and he's got this incredible sort of almost 70s-style kitchen with this big pantry, and it really reminds me of my aunt and uncle's kitchen in Ireland. So we're, I think we're going to really be able to nail sort of the production design to mimic um, Ireland. And, you know, it, it's really a family drama that, you know, one of those kind of kitchen dramas. So I think... There's, we're not going to be needing a lot of city shots of Dublin or people out and about in the town because it's a lot. It's a more intimate film with focusing on these relationships. Um, so just kind of a few shots intermittently, I think, will will really add to it. So your mom was born in Dublin mm-hmm. and emigrated um, at what age or um, how uh, long ago? She well, she started traveling when she was in her twenties, and then she settled in Toronto in her early thirties and was working there for a long time, and that's where she met my dad. Um, So then they moved to Vancouver, um, yeah, probably in their in their late thirties, and then started her family over here. Right, right, Yeah. yeah. So when you were back here for the four years, did you feel that you were at home? Oh, yeah. Well, I've also been going to Ireland every year and a half my whole life to visit my extended family. So it's always been my second home. Uh, And my dad's from England, and I've gone to England a lot as well, and I love it. But it it didn't quite have that same home feeling for me as Ireland always has. Um, Yeah, I mean, Dublin's my favorite city in the world, and I feel very Irish and very connected to the culture and the people and the stories, um, hence why I lived there for, for so <laughs> long. And I still dream about going back as well. So you've set March 17th as the deadline where you're trying to achieve your fundraiser. Um, yeah. And uh, tell me how things are going there and um, how people can contribute. 
Yeah, so things are things are going awesome. We we hit 45% funded um, in our first 48 hours. Now we are over halfway. We're about 65% funded, um, and we've been getting so much support from a lot of Irish organizations um, in Vancouver and across Canada. So we're so grateful for that, and we've still got another two weeks to go. Um, the campaign is running on GoFundMe. So if you just go on to GoFundMe slash stepmom stage to screen, or you can just search the stepmom on the GoFundMe website, you will be able to find it. And there is a lovely video we put together with the assistance of a professional editor and cinematographer. And that acts as sort of a trailer of the film. So you can really get a glimpse of what it's going to be like. And there's a lot of campaigns to pick from. Um, sorry, a lot of perks to pick from, uh, ranging from a link to be able to watch the future film to participating in a virtual watch party with the cast and the crew. Um, there's a host of gift certificates you can win. So, we're yeah, we're trying to offer lots of perks to get people excited about being part of the team. Um, and we can't wait to, to share the film with everybody. And I take it with any film that part of the, the attraction is the dynamics between the characters. So I take it there was uh, some kind of a fraught relationship between <laughs> you and um, and the, as would have been, uh, Saoirse's mom? Mm-hmm. Um, Aoife's mom, yeah. Or so Aoife. Yeah, definitely. There's, uh, there's the classic, you know, protagonist-antagonist tension um, that that's underlying the whole the whole script and ultimately kind of comes to, um, you know, a climax towards the end, which uh, you'll have to, you know, wait to, wait to see what that looks like. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's quite a character in the film. It's, it's really fun to, to play her. Aside from the GoFundMe, if somebody wants to find your own website and your own coordinates, you're out there, you have a website, you're on Facebook, Twitter, all those Places. Oh yeah, I'm out there on the internet. So my my website is kirabarnes.com. Uh, Kira is spelled K-E-A-R-A, and I'm on Kira L Barnes is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything. It's it's you know it's it's exhausting having to constantly oh. update all the socials, but it's kind of necessary when you're an artist having to promote your work all the time. It is, and uh, I'm just looking down through your um, cast, and I see uh, Ian O'Dowd was born in Galway. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Eric O'Connor, he's Irish as well. So it's great to have some and Eric, yeah. Irish people on board. Yeah, and then our one of my fellow co-producer, um, she has spent Brenda. She spent a great deal of time in Ireland too, and has wrote a feature film based on her experience in Ireland, and that's been option by a major production company. So there's a lot of, you know, tangents within us all that, that link us to Ireland. So it's Fantastic. great. Yeah. Kira, thanks a million for taking the time and uh, wishing you every success. And hopefully this chat helps generate some dollars and mm-hmm. helps you get close to your funding requirement. And as you get closer to production and it gets towards your release date, we'd love to hear back from you. Great. Will do. Thank you so much for having me, Austin. It's been a pleasure.